0: Good morning everyone, Good morning. great to see you all, happy new year, it's great to see the family and friends of Hope, she did really well didn't she, no crying, but that, that wasn't your first baptism was it, you've had uh, done one before, he hasn't had a crier yet, I'm praying for that day when he gets a, I don't make them cry. you don't make them cry, it must just be me, yeah, uh, it's always great isn't it, having a, a new baby around because, uh, and the name's brilliant, I love the name Hope, because babies do bring hope there was that, that kind of sense of hope of a better future. I know when uh, I've got two daughters who are now adult daughters, uh, both married and live in Leeds, uh, but I remember when they were born, my kind of sense of hope for the future grew. And I wanted them to live a better life than I ever lived. I wanted them to be better people than I ever was. That's not the case, unfortunately, but, you know, <laughs> you can't have everything, can you, you know? Uh, but that sent. There's hope with every young child, and to have that as your name, I think, is fantastic, because we need hope, don't we? And I love this time of year because it's a time of year of hope. We've just had Christmas. Christmas is all about hope, isn't it? It's about hope for the for the salvation of the world. Uh, but a brand new year brings hope. That's why uh, all around uh, this nation on billboards and newspapers and all those kind of things. There's the kind of uh, New Year, New You kind of thing. Okay, so uh, here's an advert for Slimming World. Um, I am not paid by Slimming World, just in case you're wondering. Uh, Inviting you to get a new you. Because it's a new year, there's hope that you might change this year. Uh, I go to uh, Everlast Gym uh, every, uh, most mornings, uh, and I know that this month it's gonna be packed. Absolutely chocker with all sorts of people who've joined the gym. And I know in February it will be quiet again. <laughs> so you put up with these next four weeks, knowing that you know most of them will kind of just fade away. How many of you have got New Year's resolutions? Oh good, some brave people put their hands in the air. How are you getting on with them? Okay, that doesn't sound so good. All right. So yeah, we all know us like to have a New Year's resolution. And usually by about the 2nd of January, it's gone. My, uh, my youngest daughter, she has a New Year's resolution. I won't tell you what it is. Uh, no, I will tell you, because she's not here. Okay? <laughs> she said she's going to start swearing less. It lasted an hour, all right? An hour. So, change is hard, isn't it? Anytime we want to change anything about ourselves... We know it's not easy. It's a hard thing to do. And most people who join Slimming World uh, will not stick it out. Most people who join the gym will not stick it out. And yet change is always possible. A friend of mine, he, uh, he was an addict, uh, and he went to rehab nine times. And each time, within months after coming out, he'd relapse. And he'd be back on the stuff. And yet on the ninth time, something clicked. And he's been clean now for, I think it's five years. What brought that change? He did exactly the same things each time. And yet something about that ninth time made it all click into place for him. See, one of the things that we know is that change is hard and no one understands change. I was reading uh, an article some months ago uh, in Psychology Today by an eminent psychologist who said, no one understands why people change. Why some people will go on diet after diet after diet without any change at all and then about the hundredth time for some reason they stick at it and it falls into place. No one understands the motivations behind us changing, and yet change is possible, because swimming World will bring out uh, in the next few weeks, uh, role models of people who've lost 455 stone in the last year, and things like that. Uh, people, you know gyms will have the before and after photos. Change is always possible. But it's hard. It is really hard. And maybe as you start this new year, you're starting to think, well, uh, I want to change. There's something about me that, that needs to change. And maybe it is something like weight, or it's exercise, or it's all those other things. But maybe it's something deeper than that. Maybe it's something that goes right to the heart of who we are as people. Maybe it's something spiritual. I became a Christian when I was 21 years old. Uh, and I wasn't a bad lad, I wasn't doing terrible things, uh, I was just an ordinary guy doing ordinary stuff, but I knew something needed to change. I knew that something within me was crying out for something beyond myself that was more than what I could see and smell and touch. See, the Bible says that God has placed in each and every one of us eternity, a desire for something more than who we are, something more than we can smell and touch, a desire for God. Now some people are obvious with that and some people cover it up really well. But within each of us there is a longing for more, not just more stuff or more money, but more of life. See the Bible is quite clear that uh, we all have the potential for change. We heard it in our reading today, where it says that those who have come to Jesus are a new creation. They have been so radically transformed, so radically changed, that they are like new people. And when I became a Christian at 21, uh, I went from being fairly miserable and without hope to being filled with hope (laughs) That name's going to come up a lot. Uh, to be filled with hope, actually filled with joy. I had a joy within me that I, didn't, I couldn't even understand, simply because I had come to see life differently. And the difference was Jesus. And I can tell you hundreds of stories of people who came to Jesus and had their lives transformed. And they describe it in different ways. One friend of mine, uh, he became a Christian on the Alpha Course. And uh, it was some years ago. And the the day he gave his life to Jesus, he went home and he couldn't sleep. And he went downstairs, he made himself a cup of tea, and he stood in the front door of his house, looking out over a street. And he said for the first time ever, it was like he was looking at the world in colour whereas previously it was black and white. That was the change that Jesus made. All of a sudden, everything seemed brighter, more beautiful, more colourful. See, the Bible puts it in really stark terms. It describes coming to Jesus as moving from death to life, from darkness to light. That's the change that the Bible talks about. That is the potential for each and every one of us. But it starts with what our passage talks about, that we become reconciled to God. That's where it all starts. That we need to be reconciled to God. See, the kind of change that some of us at least long for, we can't make ourselves. We can't make those kind of changes. Only God can. God who's both the author and creator of our faith and our life. Only God can make the kind of change in us that makes us feel whole and human and safe and loved and accepted. Only God can do that. And most of us, unfortunately, we live our lives separate from God. We live our life distance from God we choose to do that in the way that we live our life and yet God is always chasing after us calling us back to him as we've baptised hope it's not to make her a Christian it is literally in the hope that one day she will hear God chasing after her and respond to God and make God part of her life that's what baptism is all about. Baptism is literally about hope. And maybe you were baptized as a child, or maybe you've been baptized an adult. The baptism itself is not the act of making you a Christian. The moment you become a Christian is when you stop wandering away from God. You turn around, you face him, and you accept him into your life where you start to shape your life and your thinking and your feeling around him. And when that happens, when you are brought together, when you're reconciled to God, that's when change happens. See, the Bible talks about that when we come to God, we get a new heart. I'm not talking about a new physical heart. But something about, I'm looking out and most of you are getting on a little bit. If I'm, not, I'm not being rude, all right? But, you know. And for those of you who are a bit younger, you will end up like this lot, okay? But life can make you hard-hearted and cynical, can't it? You go through stuff in your life. Hurts. Pains. People letting you down. You letting yourself down. Stuff happens in your life, and you simply become hard to life. We do it almost as a defensive action in order to survive. But it's that very hardness of heart that stops us from changing. So what God says, and he says it in, uh, in the Old Testament, it's a pro- prophetic word. He says, I will change your heart of stone into a heart of flesh. It enables you to both love and to be loved completely and fully again. He gives you a new heart that allows you to feel differently about life and about other people. But he also says in the Bible that he gives us a new mind. He says in the Bible that we, have the, we now have the minds of Christ. We're able to think like God thinks. We're able to see the world like God sees the world. I love how this passage starts off. It says, now we look at no one from a worldly point of view. We see people from God's point of view. See, when God looks at you, what he sees is a body filled with potential. A body filled with goodness that is yet to be revealed. And he wants to draw that out of you. He wants to make you the person that he always created you to be. And when you come to Christ, that is the change that he makes. He starts to draw out of you everything that he put in you. All the gifts and the abilities and the skills, all the kind of love and grace that he placed inside of you. That has been squashed by the events of life. He allows to be drawn out again so that you start to be the person that you were meant to be. He gives you a new way of thinking. He gives you a new mind that allows you to see the world and to see yourself differently. So, is this year a year to be a new you? That's the question I want to ask you today. And maybe you've been a Christian for a little while. And maybe that kind of first flush of being a Christian has kind of faded a little bit. Well, the challenge to you is to still carry on being the new creation. To keep on being renewed into the image of Christ. To not settle for where you are. To start seeing yourself and the world through God's eyes. And if you've been a Christian for any length of time, that's my challenge to you, to not settle for where you are. To keep pressing on into the life and the love of God. To to keep believing his truth about you. To not hold back on all that God has placed inside you. Because part of being a new creation is that we are being completely renewed day by day. So let me encourage you if you are a Christian, you've been a Christian for any length of time, where you are right now is not the end. There is more yet to come. But if you're here today, and, and maybe you know, the Hopes family might be in this place, that maybe you've never thought about this God stuff before. Maybe this is something that's just been off your radar. And it is for lots and lots of people. It was off my radar for 21 years. Maybe this is the year you explore where God can be in your life. Maybe this is the year that you start to think about, well, what does all this stuff mean that these weird people do every Sunday? And the Alpha Course is a great way of doing that, but there's other ways as well. So let me encourage you to, if you want to experience some of the change that God can bring, let this be the year that you start to explore that that you start to think about, well, where is God? Is he in my life? And if he isn't, how does that happen? And we can help you do that. This is a year that is filled with potential for every single person here today. And that potential can only be fulfilled as you let Christ into your life. And it doesn't matter where you are on that kind of whole Christian scale, whether you're a total unbeliever, atheist, whatever, or a fully-fledged Christian for 105 years, it doesn't matter. This is a year filled with the potential to experience the love and the grace and the truth of God like never before. A love, grace, and truth that has the potential to keep on changing you, to experience life as God intended you to experience it. Can we pray together for a minute? Maybe we can stand as we pray and the band will come up. I assume, I'm just saying that, I don't know if that's the order of service, yeah, okay. (laughs) So let's just pray for a minute. And after I've prayed, the bands are going to start to play and um, over by the windows there will be some people who will pray with you, personally for you, uh, for, for anything at all. It might be that you, you're physically ill. You've got a problem physically. We believe in a God who heals. I became a Christian because someone got dramatically healed. Or maybe there's other stuff going on in your life and you just need prayer. You need to experience the power of God in a certain situation. There will be people who will move at some point very soon towards the window. Uh, and they will be there during the next, next worship. Just go to them and they will pray with you. I'm going to pray for all of us, so let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you that your desire for each and every one of us is that we experience life as you intended for us to experience it. Life in all its fullness. And Lord, that's our hope for every single person here. Lord, I pray that uh, we may experience the transformation of that you want to bring into our lives. Lord, let this year be a year filled with opportunity and potential for each of us to experience more of you. Because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.